Let's go. Of Bushley Congregation. I'm Mike, and with me as always is C Dub. And CC's also here, I guess. He's he's a guy, he's a guy who does things sometimes. Hey guys, how we doing? Fantastic. How are you today, Mike? Doing alright today, sir. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. I really I'm, don't give a shit how you're doing, but <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. I don't. At least I ask. I appreciate you, C Dub. I don't. It doesn't really mean that I care, but I did at least put forth the effort. Completely different topic of conversation. We're looking for a new host um, <laughs> to to join me. Um, I hope you know a good bit about baseball, specifically pitching, because uh, I wouldn't be a host. Okay, I'm done with this line of conversation. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to shave your beard in a minute. Anyways, let's get on with the show. I'm done with this. Um, C-Dub, why don't you walk us through a couple minor league rule changes that just popped up this year? A lot of ways I think the MLB is trying to slowly increase offense a little bit. Going with bigger bases in AAA. I believe I read they were three inches bigger. So, supposed to help with safety. Keep people from running into each other. Clipping feet, all that good stuff. But it also shortens the base pass a touch. Um, doing shift restrictions. Right now they got it to where no guys are in the label to be out in the outfield. So that should keep the roaming shortstop yeah, that, somewhat, at least that, in the uh, infield, instead of being a um, you know, fourth outfielder. The rover is what yeah, they call it in like slow pitch softball. Uh, so I, I'm a big fan of both of those. Okay. We're already seeing, you know, the ball being deadened a little bit and right. all the other things we've already mentioned with, you know, trying to cut down on homers. So hopefully this produces other forms of offense. I mean, people can actually get a hit. Yeah, yeah. They're doing stuff further down in the minors and the A's or in the A-League. You know, pitchers have to step completely off to uh, try to pick off a person. They're limited to two pickoffs per at-bat, 15-second um, clock. Just things that kind of help with the stolen base also. Another thing I like. Yeah. We have a little more excitement during the game. Mm-hmm. So nothing crazy. Um, they are doing an automated ball strike system in low Southeast A. Not as big of a fan of that. I kind of like the human feel. That's part of baseball forever. But interested to see how it works out. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it's interesting about the – Pitchers have to step off the rubber. Um, it's going to eliminate left-handed pickoff moves to first completely. Like, it's, I don't even know. It, they're, it's going to be such a tell. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I'm gonna, they're going to have to, you know, have some type of restrictions or, you know, a limit to what they can do. Because, you know, like you said, if, if they make a left-hander step off, I mean, it's... Essentially, all they can do is a, a quick pick, you know, for yeah. them to be de- deceiving. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, we'll see how that plays out in the long run. Um, you know, at least we're trying with this now in the, in the lower levels in the minor leagues instead of, you know, in, in the bigs. So, I have a feeling that quite a few uh, left-handers outside of John Lester would have a problem with it. 
Lester. Lester. He throws Lester. He couldn't throw the first base yeah, anyway. He doesn't care about he his rule. Care. That's why I said everyone, every left-hander outside of John Lester. That's awesome. Um, so here we are, another week, um, and Trevor Bauer is back in the news. Um, what did your boy do this time, Chris? So Bauer... I mean, and we, we've said this, you know, between me and you a couple of times. I mean, I feel like when this guy is all said and done playing, uh, I believe he's going to be a uh, very likely candidate to be the next president of the Players Association. Um, he's all about marketing and, you know, finding a face of baseball and, and trying to make the, the game more, uh, you know, recognizable to just everyday people, not just serious baseball fans. Um, you know, so he's basically they tell him, you know, MLB comes out and says, hey, you know, we want you guys to be able to market yourselves, this, that, and the other, and then Bauer goes out and does it his own way. Well, they don't like it. Um, so he now got warned for the second time already this year about having a outside logo um, of his own on his personal, you know, uh, uniform stuff. What do you, so mean? Do you mean like on the on the jersey itself? So per major league rules, you're not allowed to wear anything that is not major league baseball licensed. Um, you know, so you can't have any personal logos on undershirts, socks, gloves. What about your belt? <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, and Major League Baseball did not like that B that was on Bowers logo or on his belt the other day. Um, it's actually the second time he's worn it, or the third time he's worn it on the belt uh, this year. You know, he he wanted to last year, and he actually was. They sent him a letter, didn't even do anything, but as a warning for after the stuff when Joe Kelly or Joe Kelly gets fined, where uh, for throwing at. You know, the Astros last year, and, you know, as, as Bauer says it, baseball, um, what, what was the exact quote? Uh, fun is bad, cheating is good, in MLB's eyes. So, is, is this... You're not cheating, you ain't trying. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a age-old age old saying there. Um, is it, do you think this is because the MLB... It's just not getting money. Like, is it that is that the only reason why I, the MLB? I believe so. I mean, if you remember back um, when the NFL first started doing their whole thing with cleats, and now even the guys they can wear whatever they want to wear during pregame, but as soon as you know the they come out of the tunnel for game time, it has to be team mandated colors, and and that's pretty much it. I mean, you cannot wear anything to market yourself. I don't, I don't understand. So I get, I mean, I get that you want to have some kind of uniformity, right? Between all 30 teams, you want to have some kind of representation because you're a business. This is a brand. You're the MLB. But when we're talking about truckloads of money here, we're talking about sponsorships. We're talking about streaming media, you know, actual cable media. We're talking about all kinds of ways to market things outside of the normal box that we had two years and years ago. If Trevor Bauer wants to represent himself that way, why can't the MLB say, hey, Trevor, if you're going to do this, um, would you mind giving us some details or is there any way that we can talk about 
some kind of a give $10,000 to this charity if you want to wear it for this season or whatever. Some kind of price point. $10,000 is a lot of money, but some some kind of middle ground here. I feel like there See, should I, be a little bit more expression. I can't really speak for the MLB because I haven't heard their reasoning behind it, but I know the NFL, they've always said, where's the stopping point, though? If we let you do this, okay, what if this guy over here comes out and has – I mean, he's trying to celebrate something we're totally against. Okay. We're remarking something. So they just kind of put a cutoff on all of it. Okay. That makes so sense. I would imagine it would be kind of the same there when the MLB is, we don't want to pick and choose. Sure. So we're just going to say no to everything. I wonder if Trevor Bauer, like you said, Chris, he is definitely big on, you know, the inner workings of the players. I wonder if this is a topic that is already on the proposed CBA and he's trying to push boundaries and start the conversation now to see what the baseball world, just like what we're doing right now, what their interpretation I, of I this think that, I is. think that's a pretty good point there. Um, you know, um, you know, can't go in blind to it. But once again, Rob Manfred taking away all the fun. Just, just no, no not a good guy. <laughs> I think we mentioned. You hear that, that Bobby? All right. So, um, okay, California, good news, California has decided to open up baseball parks starting, go figure, April 1st. You know, they only have like a thousand freaking pro baseball teams out there in the state of California. Um, so they're going to open up about 33%, give or take. Um, they do it by tiers, by different color sections. If you want to, if you will, if you get a ticket in the purple section, you're basically by yourself. There's only a hundred people total. I'm assuming that's like right behind home plate, like primo seats. Um, but outside of that, it's like 25% for red, 30% for green or something. And then yellow is 67%. So I guess overall it gets to be about a third of capacity for the ballpark. That's a pretty good start. Considering California is restrictive, pretty much on everything. Plans and they, hey, they, however they want to run their state, I'm not getting into the politics of that kind of stuff. But that's good for baseball, right? We're gonna have fans in the stands, ready to watch, cheer, boo, hopefully not throw things, Atlanta Braves, but it, have fun, right? That'll help get the players back to some kind of normalcy. The young guys to understand the big crowd, and the older guys to get back to normal. Right, well, I think the players will benefit from that greatly. So much. You have to start somewhere. I mean, California, as you said, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but they've been locked down forever. So the fact that they're allowing anything at this point in time right. is a step in the right direction. I agree. So I'm all for whatever they want to do. Let's get some fans there. I'm tired of looking at cardboard cutouts outside of when they get plastered with a ball and break in half. Yeah. That's the only good thing about them. Sure. So I want to see some fans. Yeah, so yeah. 30, 30%, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with starting there. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, um, let's finish up uh, our divisions. Let's go ahead and jump in. Um, let's start in the AL uh, West this side um, and go with the division winner, the Oakland Athletics. They won the division last year at 36-24 and 24 in the shortened 2020 season. Um, what is what the, what is their pitching uh, rotation going to look like, Chris? It's going to be a little, little bit interesting uh, out there. I mean, Fires is going to be, uh, I mean, I, I guess quote unquote their their ace. Um, I mean, he's really the only veteran they have on the staff. 
Um, you know, Shamanias pitched a little bit in the big leagues. Um, he did throw a no-hitter um, back in 2018, I believe, against the Red Sox. Um, and then the rest of the guys are all kind of unproven young guys. Um, Jesus Lazardo and Frankie Montas. Chris Bassett, which found out earlier today, I didn't realize was 32 years old because um, he hadn't had a whole lot of success in the big leagues or consistent success in the big leagues. But, you know, I, I think that's this is probably going to be their weakest point if you if you were to say the season started today um, because there's really not a proven 100% veteran on this you know, staff that could quote-unquote be a, an ace. Um, you know, I, I do like the, the young arms in, in Lizardo and, and Montas. Both, I think, will continue to get better. Um, you know, both really young. So hopefully there's not too much of an innings limit on all of them, especially, you know, Shamanaya coming back off TJ. Another guy I also really like is, is AJ Puck. Um, but, you know, he's coming back from TJ. So we'll see how they handle that. I have a feeling he'll probably get most of his innings out of the bullpen. Um, if not, he could possibly be an opener, um, you know, towards the middle of the season. Unfortunately, I don't believe he'll get a whole lot of starts or, you know, too many innings probably. I would say if I had to guess, probably cap him 60, 70 innings, you know, coming back. But, but we should see. We, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Opening day, uh, fires? Did, did they have they said anything they about who's... They haven't said yet, but, I mean, if I had to guess, yeah, probably. Do you think somebody else deserves it over fires? I think the only one that could, you know, throw a, a case up there is, like I said, Shamanaya. Just because he has had a history of success in the big leagues. Okay. Uh, with healthy. Okay. So, okay. Do you I like him? Oh, go ahead. I am St. Fires is dealing with a little bit of hip inflammation, so that may push him a little bit, so he may not be open today. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so I, I when, when thinking about the Oakland Athletics, I think of basically two dudes, um, the, the, the Matts. Uh, the, uh, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson are amazing. I love those guys. They make the hot corners so much more fun to watch. Um, C-Dub, how, how do you think they're going to do this year? I am hoping both of these guys come back on fire. I mean, these are two fun guys to watch, especially Matt Chapman, a defensive wizard, um, all-around great player in the field, hitting, power guy. I mean, if you can get him to hit 250, 260, you're going to be really happy with the outcome he gives you. Uh, same with Matt Olson. I mean, very good first baseman. Struggled a Good bit last year. Well, Matt Chapman did a little bit too also, but he had a hip issue. Um, Olsen's numbers took a big dip last year, but everything shows that he should still be the guy we've seen from 17 through 19. I mean, I mean literally, you, two, look at, you look at Chapman last or not Chapman, uh, Olsen last year, I mean, it was so frustrating to watch him hit. Yeah, like, something. Literally, it was either a high or it was an extreme low. Like, yeah, something was no something was off. There was no in between when he was when he was at the plate. Yeah, but he's another one. 260, 35, 40 homers. Mm -hmm. 
can, you know, he can carry your team. So he just needs to return back. I mean, he hit 195 last year, so well, the, he needs to, to, to fix that. Well, the handmate bone injury, the one that he broke, um, there, people say that it can linger for years. Just, just naturally, the way that you swing, you'll become sore very quickly. It's just, it's just like one of those things where you will have a reminder that you broke this bone in your wrist forever. So I wonder if that's his like, what it is has been the problem, and maybe he just needs to get over that or learn. See, I've always heard that was more of a power thing though, and he hit 14 homers last year. The power was not the problem. Sure, it was putting balls in play. Yeah, it was, it was getting balls in play. So. Maybe it was a little something there, but I mean the power numbers were legit. Forty-two or um, fourteen homers, forty-two RBIs, and a sixty-game season. I mean those those are good numbers. So it's just the the batting average and getting on base. Thanks for proving I'm not a doctor. Thank well, you. Well, I appreciate. I don't you. think any of us are ever going to be accused of that. I mean you're, you're right. I mean it's just because of the simple fact that literally every time you swing the bat. Right. I mean it's it's there. Yeah. I mean every single time you swing the bat. Right. Um, you know, with him, when he when he broke it, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it was out in Japan when he got hit. Uh, and then I, I feel like he rushed himself back in 2019, you know, after it happened. Because, I mean, I think he basically, they started the season, I don't know, like a week and a half earlier than everyone and then they get back to America, and I think he missed like six or seven games, and he was back in the lineup. Right. I mean, shit, right. you just broke a, a pretty major fucking bone in your hand, and yeah, screw it, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I mean, I love the competitor in that, but at the same time, you gotta, you know, a little bit think about your health and what it's gonna do. I mean, you know, to his to his uh, swing. I mean, just mine. I think Murphy's going to take a step forward, um, you know, just in, in the small sample size he has gotten in the big leagues. I mean, he's played 63 games. He has 11 career home runs. OPS is, you know, 846. Um, I, I, like I said, I think he takes a step forward, um, gets to catch every day finally, um, you know, and, and a bunch of the analytics are, are high or sorry, analysts are high on him. Um, and I believe it's you know it's it's right. I mean, I, I feel like he he could be a a top five you know catcher in the big leagues. Right. So um, you know, I hope he continues on the trends he's he's on. Um, so okay, cool. What about Loriano? Another one that just needs to take a step forward. I mean, we know the glove is there. Yeah, I'm about to say another one yeah. defensively. No questions. Offensively, he just needs to be another one. Needs to be a little better by getting on base. Yeah. Strikeouts are a little high. Doesn't walk quite enough. I mean, just little things like that. But those are things that should come with experience playing in you know the major leagues. And he's shown so far he he's adapting and getting better. So they need him to take that step. Right. I believe he will take that step. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think he'll be a, a solid contributor for them this year. I think the, the, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Loriano is that throw he made in um, Anaheim three years ago where it literally was like he's flat-footed and, and throw in the left center gap and just throws an absolute hose piece to first base. Um, but, yeah, you know, 
like CW said, I, I believe the, the bat will take a step forward this year. You know, he finally got the, a chance to play every day in 2019 and, and put up some respectful numbers. You know, he hit 288, 24 jacks, uh, 860 OPS. So, you know, if he can at least duplicate, if not, you know, better those numbers, I, I mean, I feel like they'll, they'll have a steal and, and wear down on the center field. I think that average may be tapping where it gets at best. I don't think he's a 280 hitter. I think, no, I, I think, you're right. I think he may be a yeah. 260 hitter. And if he can do that with all those other numbers, they're going to be really happy with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the last big big piece to this team is uh, is a new face. Well, uh, you know, rewind face. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal re-signed with them after uh, for a little bit of time out in San Diego last year. Um, he was he was so good in St. Louis when he was closing down in, in uh, fourteen and fifteen. And then he started to get a little bit. I think in a little bit of his head. And then he had TJ in two thousand eighteen. But if this guy's right, he is. Really nice in that finishing role. Um, he's got a very, very, very strong command of his pitches, and when he's right, he's dominating. Well, if you remember, so he had the, he had the years where he was, you know, arguably the best closer in the National League when when he was in St. Louis, right? And then when he started to fall off, I mean, the velo went from 97, 98 down to you know 92, 93, uh, and then he has the TJ. Comes back and was disastrous in oh, yeah. Washington. I mean, terrible. Um, and they pretty much released him. I think it was like six or seven games they were they released him. Um, and then last year, uh, where, where did he start the year last year? Started in Oakland last year. Yeah. Was he in yeah. So he started in Oakland and then gets traded to San Diego. Right. And the Velo was back up 97, 98, 99. Right. Touching triple digits. Yeah. Again. So, I mean, I, I believe he's back. Um, I mean, they, shit, they, they lost arguably the best closer in baseball right now to free agency, and I, I feel like they replaced him with a pretty damn good option. Yeah, I don't think he's a Band-Aid uh, when it comes to that role. I mean, yeah. yeah, he was the best closer in baseball, but this is this is a good way to fill in that spot for, for another contention in the division. Yeah, let's don't cut him short. I mean, 23 innings last year, 11 saves, ERA a buck nine. Yeah. Only gave up 12 hits, eight walks, and struck out 38. He had a fantastic year last year. Oh, so if that's what he's going to be, they're, they're not going to hurt. If you remember six. at the, yeah. dead, the trade deadline last year, he was the only like big name closer yeah. that was on the market. Right. And that was, and he was, because he wasn't closing. Yeah. He was set up guy. Yeah. Bullpen yeah. guy. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the way that, you know, the, the A's have been able to manage the bullpen out there the last couple of years. I mean, Shane Liam Hendricks went from an opener slash setup guy to, you know, now, like I said, one of the best closers in baseball. And basically kind of rejuvenated his career because as, as an opener, he wasn't very good. Uh, he could just go an extended period of time. And bringing Rosenthal on a cheap deal and, hey, I mean, that's Billy Ball. Hey, exactly. Once again, it's Billy Ball. Billy, Billy Ball. Right, right I mean, it's, he, yep. he, he looks at somebody that didn't have a good last year and says the underlying numbers says he should be better, brings him on in for a cheap contract. I mean, that's, that's Billy Ball at its finest. Mm-hmm. Hats off to him. Um, yeah, good luck to the, uh, the A's this year. Um, anything else? Okay, cool. 
Um, finishing right behind them last year were the Houston Astros, 29-31. They got the um, second playoff spot in the division, um, despite the trash cans. Um, Dusty Baker is, uh, is going to – this will be his first real year coaching that team. Do you think that he – has the command of that team. They're, they're a younger team. They have different dynamics than his old school, um, you know, big body teams. Do you do you feel like he's in a position to win with these guys? I mean, I feel like he was successful in, in San Francisco and, and moderately successful in, um, you know, Cincinnati and and Washington. Um, it, it, I feel like it's a little different dynamic because they don't have as very, like, you know, older veterans. Right. Um, I mean... He, he is their older veteran. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look, you look at the team, though. I mean, your, your most vet, veteran player on this team is probably Jose Altuve. And, shit, I think he's 31. Yeah, it's not an old team. But they, they've they brought in a, a true baseball guy after everything that happened, trying to settle down the situation. Somebody that can handle... Everything that's to be thrown at him out of the anger. And I think Dusty is that guy. I mean, he's a fantastic baseball guy. He is 71. That's my, my issue with him. And you're right, he is trying to relate to guys who are 20. So that'll be the question. But, I mean, he's a hell of a manager. He's been a good manager everywhere he's went. Yeah. He's a hell of a baseball guy. So it, it, it should be fine. I mean, with, with last year, I'm pretty sure – He's made he's made the playoffs in every every spot he's been. No, that's my say. He's, he's, he's a hell of a he's manager. Never, he's never won a ring though. Um, he lost in San Francisco. I remember oh, him was going. He the head coach times. or was Bochy then? No, yeah, he was still the head coach then. Yeah, when Bonds went and they lost to the Angels in yeah. two thousand one, yeah. he lost. I know he was there. Two thousand two. Sorry. Oh, okay. You know, I we're not okay. <laughs> the, the Yankees. Yankees. Got, yeah, uh, Yankees. Always, always. <laughs> Any, let's just, you know. Give us some credit. All right. We lost that World Series. We're done with this. All right. <laughs> um, moving into a pretty, pretty interesting piece of the Houston Astros this year. I'm going to be watching this probably more than anything on this team is Carlos Correa's contract season. Chris, what's this guy going to do this year? You know, I. The, the biggest question we've, we've always had about Carlos Correa is, can he stay healthy? I mean, he's had one year where he, he played over 150 games, and it was in 2016. Um, you know, I, I believe, well, and then 58 last year, which would equate to be right yeah. about 145. Full season. 50, 100, 150 games. Um, you know, I, I think he can be a 30-100 a guy. Um you know, he's never really gotten the opportunity just based on health. I mean, in 2019, I mean, he cracked two ribs during a massage. Well, quote-unquote massage. What kind of massage yeah, was that? Yeah. I want one. Let's not, let's, not, let's not delve too far down this rabbit hole. It must have been nice. That's aggressive. I like it. That's, that's, hopefully he got a happy ending to go with it. Um, we have gone too far. Yeah, uh, but you know, I mean, he he's had like I said, it spurts. You know, twenty seventeen. You know, he he played only one hundred and nine games, but he hit twenty five or twenty four home runs and had eighty five RBIs. You know, so he missed 
50 games and still put up those crazy numbers. Um, you can even take that away, you know, because of the the supposed cheating that year. Um, it wasn't the, so, it was che- they well, cheated. Yes, the, the cheating. <laughs> there was no supposed. Sorry. Yes, the, the cheating that year. Uh, I mean, you even look 2016, you know, 20 home runs, 96. Um, and then 2019, he had 21 and 59 um, in only 75 games. Right. Um, you know, so I think if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's at least a, a 30 home run guy, you know, possibly 100, 115 RBIs. Uh, do I do not see him staying in Houston after this year. Um, I feel like he's going to kind of be like um, George Springer was this offseason. And I hate it for, you know, the Astros because he's a fan favorite. You know, I mean, I, I feel like he's he's justified the – the pick of being first overall in 2012. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's no cap. Yeah. Um, he's, he's won a rookie of the year, um, an all-star, former all-star. Uh, he's finished in the top 20 in MVP voting twice. So, I mean, I I feel like this contract here, I mean, you, you could possibly have an, another Adrian Beltre out in Seattle or L.A. type contract year before he signed in Seattle, you know, pushing 45 home runs and I mean, just crazy, stupid numbers. Right. You know, what has he got to lose? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do, uh, can you guys guess uh, what team he might go to if it's not the Astros? No, I mean, no pressure. I'd love to see him in pinstripes, but Yankees. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't think, think that's that going to happen. happen. Um, you know, I could see. I could see a, a Boston, a Baltimore type. You know, someone that's that's rebuilding. Does does um, it hurt him that there's so many good young shortstops though? I mean, I mean, this, I mean this that limits where he can go. I mean, there's a lot of good young talent at shortstop. There's six in this class. Yeah, it, like so, the the shortstop landscape is going to just simply look different next year, no matter what, because there's so many good ones that are up for a payday. I mean, you're asking me where he could go, and I'm everywhere I think that would have the money. Okay, maybe Corey Seager leaves the Dodgers, so they just grab him. But so you got Corey Seager, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, uh, Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor. Well, no, he just and the, Met, he the Mets. Are, the Mets. Yeah, the Mets. Are, I'm oh, about to say, I don't know yeah, if it's so, official so or sorry, not. But, it's not. It's not a five, not a six. Yeah. Javi. Uh, Who? Doing, yeah. Who? <laughs> Some guy named Baez. I've I've never heard of him, but but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent that's going to move around next year on top of a lot of talent that's already established at teams. Yeah. So. It's going to be a storyline. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, know, and this could be a situation too. I mean, if they're, if they're not very good and say injuries happen and, you know, he could possibly be a big trade piece mid-season. See, I, don't, I have not thought about that with him. I mean, you, you mentioned story and all that. A lot of guys that may get traded in this year. But sure. Yeah, I've not really thought of – the Astros actually just suck. But do you when they move him? I, mean, do you, I, don't, I don't think they're cool. No, I don't think they will. That's why I haven't thought about it. But these guys are—they are great. Okay. Yeah, we are all still mad at them. I'm still mad at them. I'm not but mad at but them. these good. These guys like these guys are, are freaking talented. They brought back Michael Brantley on a new contract. I, I, I Altuve. He's great. He's going to get better. Last year, you know, I think out of all the people with the scrutiny, with the whole 
the the shirt thing coming to home uh, to home plate and all the just just the hatred towards the Astros. I think Jose Altuve took a huge chunk of that, and I bet it created a whole lot of stress for him. Leading up to last year, his numbers were incredible. With and without the trash can. And then in the postseason last year, he also had a really good time. Five home runs, 11 RBIs. He batted 375. Like, this guy can hit, and he's going to get back to it. So he hit 375 in the postseason, and in the first series, didn't get a hit. Oh, I didn't so even realize that. That tells you how much he tore it up in the divisional My, series. Yeah, he, he went postseason. Yeah, he, 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 he knows how to hit. Like, he is a talented baseball player. And then between him... And Bregman getting back on track, like to go up and get that next level of MVP caliber, like I, I think they're they're going to be fine on offense. You look at this lineup one through seven: Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Correa, Jordan Alvarez, Yuli Gurriel, Kyle Tucker. I mean, there's not a weak spot there. We haven't even talked about Kyle. Tucker. I mean, I mean, there's, no, so there's guys that we haven't talked about. Is he going to be the weakest? That, if you look at that right there. Out, out of that lineup that, that I just read, yes. He's the weak spot. And that's a pretty damn good I'm about to say, if that's your weak has. spot, that's a good weak spot. You know, a guy that's pro- projected to be a you know, 25, 30 home run guy. I mean, their yeah. weak spot right now is what's going to happen in center field. I mean, they've got a young kid, Miles Straw, can run, probably get on base well. But, I mean, that's that's the one position they have right now that's a question mark as far as offensively. So, this team should be really good if everyone bounces back to a normal scenario for them. Yeah, and I still really like their uh, their pitching staff. Zach Greinke. It's getting old. But he's still, he's still so consistent. He's fun to watch. Oh, I love watching. He's crazy, okay? <laughs> I've seen that guy live. He is talking to himself. And I'm not just saying, like, one weird word. He's having full-on conversations. He's so mad at whoever he's talking to. It's the weirdest thing ever. But he is consistent when it comes to getting up on the mound and producing inning after inning after inning. Y'all, y'all are a little younger than me. I don't know if y'all remember Kevin Brown. Yes. He reminds me a lot of him as far as the mental state. I mean, he literally yell at himself out wow. there. I see, Kevin Brown was more he was uh, angry. fiery. Yeah, he was a little more angry. Uh, you know, I don't think Zach Grinke's ever walked in the dugout and just broken his hand on a damn concrete wall. Well, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Grinke is one of those guys, and the Athletic did this, did this piece on Grinke um, last week, and it was basically they interviewed 15 of his former catchers. And they were just talking about shit that he would say. And they basically said, hey, you know, he's he's odd, but he's bluntly honest. Like, he will, not, like, they, they said, if you don't, if you don't want to know the honest truth, don't ask that. Yeah, that's, I've, I've read that a lot, and just his baseball knowledge is, oh, I mean, is he's amazing. So, that's the two things I always read about him. He's a little off, but extremely smart and extremely good baseball guy, so. You know, he's about to turn 38 during the season. So, that, that's my one worry about him. Yeah. Um, they had those those couple young guys go down. Uh, Verlander's still out. So, they, they signed Notorizzi. Um, he's another journeyman. He, 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 can, he can fill those innings. We talked about him a couple episodes ago. The guy's good. Um, under four ERA for his career. 
And uh, he's going to power through being their number three, I guess, um, and just eat up a bunch of innings. Lance McCullers, I'm hoping for a big year out of him. I think he's going to take a step up. He has to. But so they, they really game. need him um, to. But I think he's going. I think he can, and I think he's going to. If he can stay healthy, oh, um, before he what did, what happened to him? Did he have TJ? He had TJ. Yeah. Um, I think he was he was having a good start to his his year when he had to go down for for the TJ. So yeah, he can I, get back on track. Yeah, I, I think he will. I mean, even last year, um, you you look at the the numbers and even pitches thrown and what he threw when when he first started in the big leagues, he was a he was a fastball breaking ball or fastball curveball guy. Would mix in change up sinker here and there. Now it's predominantly sinker sinker breaking ball and I mean he's become more effective uh, keeps the ball down the zone uh, his his curveball is I mean just absolutely disgusting um, you know so I, I really really do feel like he's he's going to take a step forward this year um, you know because with like you said Verlander being out someone's got to step up and be that number two gonna have to um, have to you know, and I, and I feel like the McCullers will fill that void. Um, you know, and, and he's a fun guy to watch. You know, just and seeing videos on him talking about pitching, the way he goes about his routine, and the way he does things uh, day in and day out, and kind of the analytics side of it, I, I enjoy him. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, but they, they need him. Outside of that, they got two young guys pulling up the back end, and Jose Ucredi and, and Christian Javier. They're not sure what they're going to get out of those guys. So they they, they, yeah, both, they need those top three to. Both of those guys have been openers in the past, um, and have done well in the limited experience they do have. Um, you know, Ucredi was a good part of the bullpen in um, '19 when they lost to the Nationals. Um, that year, I mean, he was very big in that postseason bullpen. Um, so, you know, nothing that's going to be really overpowering as a starter, mm-hmm. um, but he just seems to miss barrels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not really hit hard, and it's, and it's consistently missing barrels. Right. Okay. Um, anything else that you guys wanted to doubt on with the uh, Houston Astros? I mean, the weakest part's probably going to be their, their bullpen. Sure. You know, with Ryan Presley being a closer, unproven closer. Let's see how that goes. I'm interested um, to see how he can he can step into that role, you see know, if he fills it or not. You know, one of the setup guys is going to be Stanek now. He was an opener in Tampa, opener in Miami. Uh, you know, Joe Smith, Pedro Baez. So, you know, like I said, that's probably the weakest part of the team. But, I don't know, if we can get decent starts out of, you know, the rotation, I feel like they'll, they'll be successful. All right, so now the division takes a little bit of a turn. Um, next up is the Seattle Mariners. They finished up last year at twenty-seven and thirty-three, middle of the pack. Um, who? Uh, this is a young team. The, these guys are interesting. I, I'm 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 excited to see how they grow. But where, what do you think? Where do you think this team stands? If you think of Seattle, you're not thinking of um, Kyle Seager anymore. Who who is the guy there? Kyle Lewis. You think he he's ready for that? I mean, I think Seattle's going to push him to be ready for it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to have the same situation that kind of I feel like Dansby had 
when he first got to Atlanta and they tried to promote him quicker and he wasn't necessarily ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, rookie of the year last year, uh, I mean, him and, Somehow. Him, him in college, like just watching his swing, it plays and it's going to play. Yeah. Uh, Blum's there. Um, I feel like the eventually he could be become a gold glover. Uh, but, you know, dude, dude just hits. I mean, he hit all levels in the minors. Like I said, hit in college. Um, his junior year, he went to NCAA home runs. You know, and you look at, you look at him, and he doesn't look like a, a big power guy, but, I mean, he creates, he creates launch angle, and, and the ball just carries. I mean, very good, just natural hitter. Okay. Okay, cool. So he's gonna be, he's gonna be right in there in the mix with uh, Mitch Haniger, Corey's brother, um, and maybe J.P. Crawford. You know, I he can he can come he can, he can come around, right? J.P. Crawford, highly touted prospect, I mean, kind of fizzled out. I mean, we're looking at J.P. Crawford to to do something. I mean, he was number two prospect in, I believe it was 2015, 2016. And it just hasn't gone his way in the big leagues. You know, he was supposed to be the heir apparent in in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And now he's kind of stuck meddling in the infield in in Seattle. Um, I think he's a stopgap for right now. You don't, you don't think he's, you don't think he's, uh, he's going to take, take that leap into, uh, Prominent baseball player. No, I don't think he'll be a 250 hitter that gets on base enough and serviceable for them this year. But I don't think he's a long-term fix for them. And this team, that's what they're looking for right now. I mean, they're 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 shuffling through trying to build long-term. Right. Um, right now, I think he's just kind of holding that spot. Um, they've they've got a lot of young talent coming that I I don't foresee him being. They're long. They've got too much other talent. I mean, yeah. just looking even at the starting, I mean, nobody really talks about Ty France, but I am a huge fan of Ty France. Oh, you are? I am. Dude's got pop. The dude can just hit. Okay. They're putting him at third base now, kind of showing that he probably will be their third baseman of the future. Um, last year, in limited role, 155 at-bats, hit 305, four homers, slug 468. He's a little monster. And he can play several positions. I, I, I think he is a, a man that they, they're going to. And I will tell you this. The ball he hit off Brad Brach, or Bratch last night, holy shit. I about to say I saw it. I, I don't it, think it's it, still landing. I about to say it was a missile. So, I mean, he they've got a lot of young talent that's, I don't think they're ready this year, but it's going to be fun to watch them. Okay. Um, yeah, they do. Their, their lineup is, is pretty young. Uh, Trammell and uh, and Evan White. Evan White uh, is he is he gonna get is he gonna get a little bit better now he's got some more tread on the tires. Um, I hope so. You know he, he really struggled last year, um, and he I mean he, another one of those big name prospects for last couple of years finally makes it to the show. Yeah, I mean weird year, but I mean he got to play in a majority of the games. He played fifty four games last year, but. Outside of the you know the home runs, I mean, he struggled to hit. Um, so we'll see how, how that goes. Um, but I mean, he can play first base. He can move a little bit. Uh, I, I like the guy. 
Uh, I, I think he he's another one of those guys that young guys that's going to take a step forward, um, which is I feel like is a big talking point in both of these AL West and NL West divisions. You know, a bunch of young guys that are looking to you know make that jump. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, um, I see a couple names that I know of and 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 can get behind, uh, but. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure what to make of this rotation. You know, they signed James Paxton, kind of a homecoming kind of a deal, um, and then Mark Gonzalez is still there. Kikuchi's there. Justice Sheffield is. Uh, he broke through recently. Uh, what do you guys make of this rotation? Are you guys into it? Do you feel like there's it's a work in progress? Um, what do you guys What do you guys think? The biggest thing for me is is if Paxton comes back and he's he's healthy. You know, he had surgery in 2019, um, and Velo dropped, I mean, for him, astronomically. I mean, it was three miles per hour average fastball, um, you know, from 95 to, to 92, which, you know, for him being a predominantly fastball guy, I mean, I looked at, you know, stats, and I mean, he was he – was, over 60% fastball usage. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's going it's to be big to see him come back and see how he bounces back from surgery. Um, hopefully he, you know, he can return to, to form. Um, Marco Gonzalez, hey, he's just gotten better every year since he's, you know, gotten a chance to be a true starter. So I feel like he can, he can kind of, you know, step up for lack of a better word here, and and become that ace if if Paxton isn't um, what they signed him to be. Um, Kikuchi, no fucking idea. I mean, he struggled since making the jump. Yeah, he he um, has not he has not been what what we all were promised. And I'm not trying to, to beat up on the guy, but he doesn't I mean, he doesn't he, seem as impressive as I heard he is. Yeah, exactly, and it was. It, for me, it kind of felt like a you know dice game Matsuzaka type situation. You know, he had all this hype around him, gets to the big leagues, and I feel like he was going to be a, a dominant guy, you know, for a couple of years and then kind of fizzle out. But he hasn't been dominant at all. I mean, I mean, he's he's had you know starts where he's been really good, but for the majority, he's just been a mediocre pitcher. Yeah, he's underwhelmed for sure. Um... Yeah, see, I, I look at it, the only one I see out of all these is Marco Gonzalez that I think you can depend on at all. Yeah. I mean, everybody else has a, a question mark. There's this guy, I don't remember where he exactly came from, called Justice Sheffield. Um, <laughs> well, originally he's from Cleveland, but... I think you know, they got him from some other organization. No, no, he, he, the Yankees got him. Yankees. Uh-huh. Yankees. Yeah. Yankees. But, yeah, I mean, they need him to step up. I mean, he's been shown as a, a, a top-ranked prospect in the past. Showed some signs of life last year. Uh, so, they, they really need him to step up. But everybody's a question mark here. Everybody. So, I, I, the, the pitching staff is just – that's where they're going to struggle if they can't get a healthy James Paxton to be. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who the hell knows what the bullpen is going to be? I mean, well, that's about to say, I'm not even looking uh, at it. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> Rafael Montero, and I guess their only setup man is Kendall Graveman. 
Yeah, I think that there's a lot they gotta hash out yeah, I mean, right now with their bullpen. I, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not in love with anybody in their bullpen. And I honestly, it's mostly because I just don't know these guys. Yeah. So, no, I think if you're a fan of the Mariners, you need to look at the youth on offense. I mean, we didn't even mention Kelnick. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he got a little beat up early. Right. Spring training. We'll so we'll see. Slowly coming back. So hey, we'll, we'll I don't know if he'll him. make him. We'll see him April fifteenth. Yeah, I'm about to say, I, I doubt he makes the opening roster, but. I think we'll see him two weeks after, and he is projected to be a monster. Yeah. So you, you, you've got a lot to like if you're a Mariners fan as far as potential for next year and the year after. Sure. This year's probably not your year, but, you know, crazy things could happen. They do have enough talent to, to fight a little bit. Right. Okay. Let's move on to the uh, – the <laughs> Uh, Los Angeles Angels, 26 and 34 in 2020. What are we going to do with these guys? Can Mike Trout get a playoff win? They did some work this year on shit, but did they do enough? Did, Did they build a team around possibly the greatest baseball player in history? They added a few players, but they can't doing the same thing every year over and over and expecting a different result by adding another bat or two and not paying any attention to the pitchers. So, therefore, I'm not sure they did anything that's going to help them win. Hey, hold hold your (laughs) eyes there. They got Jose Quintana and Alex Scott. That's exciting. Both of them. I said that very cynically. Both of them are four or fives. Come on. Uh, I'm giving them both a five. I'm, okay, when t- okay. <laughs> so they replaced Julio Tehran, and they replaced. Um, You're making my points by yeah, naming okay. these names. Yeah, Julio. <laughs> yeah. They replaced Julio Tehran. Thank God they did. By the way, with Jose Quintana. Hey, he's in Detroit now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Once he's again, fighting for a roster spot. With this rotation, I'm going to tune in once a week to see what Shohei does. You and know, outside I'm, of that, I care less about who's pitching. I, I disagree. Griffin Canning, I think, is going to be very good. I think and he's got potential. I'll give you a little credit there. But. I like that kid a lot. I think he's going to do really good things. Um, you know, he, he still needs to um, find some more time to get out there and, and, and get in the re- repetition of things on a daily basis. But I like his stuff. He's impressive. And he's super young. Very true, very true. I said I was going to cause a problem talking about the Angels with my uh, Shohei Itani. Did y'all see what he did to Shane Bieber just yesterday? Yeah, I watched that whole game, actually. That's why I'm so... I mean, he hit two two the day before. I'm just saying, I mean, the man is back, and if there's something to be excited about in all of baseball, it's what can this man do? What, What is he capable of? If I was to throw out numbers, say, 10 wins and 30 homers, would that not just be freakishly awesome to see? It would be freakishly awesome to see. I don't know when the last time something like that Oh, I don't think anything like that since Babe Ruth maybe has happened. Babe Ruth, yeah. You know? I mean, somebody to come in and start and win 
maybe double digits. Is and he going to have Is that? he going to pitch that often? Right now, they're saying he is. Uh, right now, they literally, uh, I think it was uh, last Friday, they came out and said, hey, there's no restrictions. Yeah, no restrictions. Yeah, I think they're going to pretty much go with a six-man rotation from what I'm hearing. Yeah. But he, I think he'll be your every Sunday starter is the way I'm seeing it. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the way I can see it. I mean, because I don't think rushing him back from TJ and him starting multiple times in a week is good for him right now at least. You know, because coming from Japan, you literally make a start once a week. Yeah, I think they'll get him back on that. But they've also got the perfect manager for him at this point in time. The, maybe one of the most creative managers ever in Joe Madden. So, they've already said, ugh. Uh, really? Did you just, ugh? I, he's too sexy for his own. Oh, my his goodness. Own I mean, the man took Tampa Bay. Then, Do not suck today. Then Yeah, I'm about to say the Cubbies, everything else. But he is the perfect man to kind of guide Otani to be maybe the best we can see out of him this year. And I would love to see a full season of Otani healthy. I mean, that's just – I'm excited. I, I would like to see it because that makes, that makes the, the lineup – Rather lethal. Otani, uh, obviously, that guy named Mike. Um, Anthony Rendon, if he can stay healthy. And then Upton has a little bit more flash left, especially at the plate. And then guys like Dexter Fowler filling in. Um, and then the the perennial awesome uh, old school Kurt Suzuki. Um, these guys will produce if things fall right. If they all stay healthy, but again, I can't say it enough. This rotation has got to step up. I cannot see them winning enough games to compete with the A's the way that this rotation looks right now. If Unfortunately, you're right. I mean, your number one right now is Dylan Bundy. You know, it, did did we get what we're gonna get from now on? And Dylan Bundy finally get to leave uh, Baltimore and where he had nothing around him to. You know, he was very good at, in spurts last year. I mean, best ERA of his career. Um, his first winning season in, like, three years in the big leagues. Um, you know, so I, I feel like if he can kind of anchor down that top of the rotation and if Shohei can come back and be what he's supposed to be, you know, at least there you got a one-two punch. Uh, Andrew Haney, another young guy. uh with you know Griffin Canning and then Alex Cobb and Jose Quintana, uh, <laughs> you hate him. You 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 are not confident in him at all. What you mean three or four? No, in Quintana, like you just oh, are no. not. You're I just never, not I that. never really was, even when he was pitching for either team in Chicago. Um, yeah, but so he had a couple of good years with the Sox, but nothing nothing was ever. Yeah, I mean, outstanding. He was, he was a, I mean, he's always just been an innings guy. I mean, he's right? 32 now. It's not like he's going to get better. You know, and then Alex Cobb had the, the like two big years in Tampa before he signed the big deal in, in Baltimore. And I feel like, you know, if you sign a big deal in Baltimore, uh, your career is just going to go downhill from there. What do you mean? Uh, Star studded venue. Hey, the, ball, the ballpark may be awesome, but. The players on the field, not so much. Uh, uh, it's been a while since they've been a team to yeah, think about. I mean, uh, the 90s have been gone for a while. So <laughs> Shut up! I'm just saying. Portland <laughs> hey, is alive in the 90s. <laughs> hey, so when, when we were just talking about, or you were just talking about their lineup, how did we, how did we miss your boy? We didn't miss my boy. I specifically skipped over my boy because I wanted to talk about him later. But okay. yes, we did skip over 
possibly the greatest right-handed hitter in history, my boy, and always will be my boy, Mr. Albert Pujols. He's had a really good spring, and he's looking rejuvenated, but you can't you can't escape his age. His knees are busted, and he, he he's just having a hard time putting it together for the the eighth month season. It's a, it's a it's a marathon, and he just can't really keep up. I really hope he can, and he's going to take a lot of breaks. Let's put it that way. He's he's not going to. Oh, he's this team gonna is going to have to take breaks. I mean, you have yeah. you have Otani who's going to have to DH, yeah. so yeah. and you so have a have to play first base, and you also have a, a, a well, that. you have Jared Walsh, yeah, who is looking like a, a real first baseman, yeah. So if you can get pull holes on some kind of schedule and put him in the right situation, I'm sure he can still be a big benefit for your team. For but sure. At this point in time, it's going to have to be a pick and choose time for him. Um, yeah, but it, yeah. it's not a bad problem to have, though. I mean, no, it's it, he's still Albert Pujols, and he is still one of the greatest players to ever play. I so, him. I mean, it. I, I don't have a hard time putting him in my lineup, but he he's in a good situation where he doesn't have to play all the time. I I would imagine we will see him disappear in about mid May and then reappear. In about August, he'll that that play. would be your ideal. If he'll you could play. get him, yeah, healthy and right at the right. end of the season, if you do have a chance to make a run. Yeah. well, that's 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 the game plan. Hopefully Once again, I mean, we're talking about the Angels, so I'm not sure they're going to have a big chance of a run. But I mean, a healthy pull holes going into October would sure. would look nice. Sure. Um, anything else on the Angels, guys? No, I think we're good. Okay, um, there is another team in this division. It's um, a half team, Mike. You know. We're sure they're, they're exactly. We're sure they're a team. Half team. Look, they won 22 freaking games mm-hmm. down there in Texas. Texas Rangers brought up the the end of the AL West last year, 22 and 38. Really, just not overwhelmingly talented last year. And uh, outside of Joey Gallo, I'm I'm really not all too sure w- where they're going in a direction-wise when it comes to producing offensive power. Um, I mean, do you they got a catcher playing shortstop. <laughs> or outfield. We're not sure where he's going to play, really. All. I mean, he's seen, apparently their best player. They I've just seen cut. third base, I've seen catcher, I've seen shortstop. Yeah, I mean, left field. I mean, apparently, what can do? Apparently, he can do it all. He plays except more positions for he has names, and there are a lot of them. Um, yeah, he's he's good, and I, I'm I'm excited to watch him play. What, what about uh, Rognet Odor and David Dahl? These guys used to be like super household exciting names, but are they going to pr- be able to produce on a daily basis anymore? I uh, see so Odor. I think we know what he is. David Dahl, so much hope for him. I mean, they they brought him over from Colorado. They, I mean, he's he's got all the tools, but he keeps not showing them, and he keeps getting hurt. So there's, we, we just don't 20, know. Twenty eighteen, he, he runs into the wall during spring training and basically missed, you know, four months out of the year, and it hasn't been, you know, kind of the same guy since. And, you know, he had a decent twenty nineteen, uh, real rough last year, um, along with a bunch of other guys in, in the big leagues. But I, I've always been. 
been so big on him. I mean, oh, I've loved him. I've, I've wanted him to be I know, something. I, I know I've personally drafted him. Yeah, I was about to I think you and so, I have fought over him a few I, times. I, I love this guy. I just We never get what we expect. No, we, we, we're we promised this, this, this five-tool guy, but it, it's just not been shown yet. So I'm hoping a new scenery will – will make him be what he's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, these guys aren't exactly – they're not blowing me away on their, on their lineup, but their pitching staff is real suspect in my opinion. I mean, Kyle Gibson is, is I guess, their number one. Um, Arahara and then Fulte is, is, is down there, Dane Dunning and, and Lyles. Are you guys excited about – any of these guys particularly hearing anything good coming out of a rebound effort from Fulton Evich or I like Dane Dunning. But I was about to say the same thing. I mean they, they picked him up in trade from, from the White Sox and he's got a ton of potential. Um, whether or not it all gets harnessed or everything else we got a ton of questions about it. But Dane Dunning is one of those guys who could step up and be a I don't know, a number two, number three. I don't okay. know if he's got ace potential, but he's got he's got potential. And also like Cody or Kyle Cody, um, but I mean he's coming off TJ, so you know another guy that's going to be on uh, innings limit. So we'll we'll see how they progress him. Um, I, I feel like he could fit in there, you know, three, four, five somewhere uh, towards the middle and end of end of the season. Um, but you know the bullpen's pretty much bad. <laughs> pretty much bad. For, for, I mean. for lack of better words, I mean literally they got Jose Leclerc and then. He good. And then a bunch of names. Who? And, then who, and then who else? Oh, but you know, yeah, I was saying him. No, that's what I'm saying. Get to him. Work, and then, but I mean, how the fuck are they going to get to him? Yeah. That's the big issue. Here's a question. Pose a question for you. Um, I don't love this, given where they are in the world of baseball. They're very much towards the bottom. But do you think they explore? Offers for Joey Gallo, given oh, his absolutely. overwhelming talent, he has gotten better every single year. He couldn't hit, but once a game a couple years ago, and now he's finally ha- able to hit for power, hit for average. His glove has come along. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Oh, I agree. I mean, I think he'll be traded by the end of the year. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I actually read an article. Uh, I guess it was two days ago on, on Bleacher Report and it was talking about um, big names that could be traded, you know, by the end of the year. You know, right. A couple of them were the, were the short stuff we had mentioned earlier. Right. And then Gallup. Um, I feel like he's the only trade piece they really have. I almost feel like they're dumb if they don't trade him. I, yeah, mean, exactly. I mean, they're not going to win this year. Yeah. They're probably not going to win next year. I mean, someone's going to pay so, a hefty amount. Yeah, I mean, that. bring in two or three prospects or whatever you can for him at this point in time, and and start building this team the right way. Okay. Okay. Anything else about the Rangers that right now we need to? The one guy we didn't talk about that I do like they mm-hmm. have is is, is Nate Lowe. Um, okay. Solid player just across the board. Right now they're projecting to be the DH, but I think he'll probably play. He's only going to get to play every day. Yeah, but I, I think he should. Well, you mean in Tampa, he didn't get a whole lot of. Well, that's Tampa. Tampa don't let anybody play every day. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I about to say I feel like he's going. He's going to be in a situation now where he should play most days. 
and I think they may have something with him. Um, but outside of that, yeah, this team is it's building for the future, but not doing it in an awesome way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck to them. Um, let's go with the division prediction really fast. I'll go ahead and throw mine out there first. Um, Oakland Athletics, I think, are going to win. I, I think head to, head to tails, they look like the best team in this division. The overall product seems to be wrapped up a little tighter than everything else. Houston's going to compete, but I think until they can make sense of their starting rotation a little bit better, maybe see these young guys, see if they can produce or not, I think the division is the ace uh, to lose. See, I'm going to go with the Astros myself. I think everything set up last year, 60-game season, is set up for teams like Oakland and Tampa to be able to really maximize the year. I mean, it's a 60-game. Everything they could do built for that. Um, The A's, so much young talent that had a bad year last year coming off of lots of scandals and blah, 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 blah. don't really care. The talent's still there. Yes, they need some pitching, but I think they are the best team at this point in time. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to put them number one, Oakland number two. All right. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with CW here. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be, it may be, you know, one, two game separation. Yeah. I, um, and I feel like, you know, Oak, or Houston eats it out right there. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be a, a tight division, but I'm going to give it to the Astros. Well, cool. I mean, well, looking look. at it on paper, I mean, it's literally a. A two dog race. Yeah, yeah. I think you, uh, I think you guys come up with a good point, but you're both wrong. So, <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. You guys buy me a beer in October. Cheers. Not the first time I'd be wrong. Good luck to the AL West, and uh, that'll do it for them today. So, all right. Moving on to the NL West. Of course, we will stop at the very tippy top of 2020. The World Series champion Dodgers from Los Angeles. 43 and 17 last year. Jeez, these guys were good last year. They've been good for the last few years. And right now, looking at it, they really didn't lose any steps. Um, these guys are pretty much a powerhouse. Chris and I were arguing the other day about how there just really isn't a hole in their lineup. And damn it, he's right. What do we think of the the Dodgers' first take? They're awesome. Top, bottom, left, right, up, down, any way you want to look at them, they should win. They're built to win now. They're built to win last year, the year before, next year. However you want to look at it, they're built to win. Um, Mookie Betts, superstar. Corey Seager, as I've said in the past, my superstar of this year. Down to A.J. Pollock and Will Smith. I mean, everywhere you look at this team, they have a name that's capable of being better than most every other team's player at that position. I mean, if you look at their lineup one through nine and say, all right, let's see if we can find a hole, and this was my argument the other day. I mean, your holes are going to be A.J. Pollock and Gavin Lux. And that's – well, Lux, we don't know it what is, he is. is exactly, but and that's why I'm saying he's Pollock. A few years ago, we looked at as pretty much a superstar. I mean, you know, he was, I mean, was going to be the next great center fielder. Yeah, I mean, injuries have derailed him, but I mean, if he's healthy this year, mm, this team is nasty. So, 
God, I wish you were wrong, but you're not. <laughs> um, looking at this entire lineup and the bullpen, the rotation, where do you think your weak link is on this? And I have a clear answer, but I want to hear what your guys' answers are first. David Price. Hey, you got a rotation that's seven deep, though. Is that a oh, problem? I, I mean, that's the only. Bad I mean, that's. I, I don't even know if that's a problem. I mean, I mean again, look at, look at that lineup. I mean, where where is there a problem? I mean, you're telling me the pitcher of a problem is David Price, and I'm basically penciling him in as their number six starter, and he's already said he would happily go to the bullpen. So. I, if Jansen was to falter, I've got David Price that I could possibly throw in as a closer. Yeah. I, I don't see an issue there. I mean, I, I okay. you're asking me where the weak spot is, Mike. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, I I have an answer. Their bench. No, <laughs> I think that their weak spot is management. If Dave Roberts loses a guy or two, or somebody has a problem in the rotation. Does he have the chops to do something about it? This is a machine. He doesn't have to work. So do we know if this guy who's on his first job knows how to create things out of nothing? Can he produce things if he needs to swap things around? There is no DH this year. So if a couple guys get hurt and they have to bring up somebody, does he know how to fill it in? If Kershaw starts to have back problems in the middle of a game, will he pull him? Or will he, he let the Hall of Fame pitcher say, I still got it for another inning and get crushed? And see, Kershaw will just walk off the mound and be hurt. That's I'm not asking what he will do, what Dave <laughs> Roberts will do, what the coach Once will again, do. Once again, I think you're seven deep at starting rotation. We're mentioning Gavin Lux starting second base, but you still have Chris Taylor there who can play several. He doesn't have a lot of decisions to make. That's They're deep that, enough that that's my point. This guy falls out though. If, They've if, got other guys that just go take that spot. If Tampa Bay had lost or had won the World Series last year, I honestly do not think we see David Roberts managing a big league team right now. And that's tough to say, seeing he's taken them to the World Series three out of the past four years. I was about to ask it. So, ha- how much winning has he done? I mean, he's not won the big game, but how much winning has he done yeah. over the last four years? Exactly. So, no, I don't think there's any pressure on him. I mean, one, he did just I win think, the world. Oh, I don't think he's got any pressure. Absolutely were, I mean, up in a frenzy when they lost to, to Washington in 19. Fuck the fans. Fans are stupid. We all know fans are stupid. We can't go by fans. Fans <laughs> Don't know what's best for them. This um, team I mean, can I, I run think, itself. I don't think David Roberts does either. I mean, I think he's kind of in a Kevin Cass situation out, out in um, L.A. Oh, you may be right. He's got a lot better ta- or a lot more talent. Well, I'd say the talent level uh, makes it easier for him to be there. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I go on a tangent about why I don't think David Roberts is exactly you know par for the course here. And you're like, well, I don't think you're right, Mike. And then Chris says five words. You're like, well, you make a good fucking point there. What is that about? He makes he made a good point, but at the same time, he's got money in the bank that y'all are trying to ignore. I mean, he just won the World Series. He's been there four years. How do you bitch at him? I don't care I if, if some fan is bitching somewhere on Twitter. 
This man has done nothing but win. I didn't say that his job was on the line. I just said he's their weak link. This team doesn't have a weak link. Okay, what are we going to talk about then? If you want to preview the Dodgers, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win. Awesome. I about to say, we don't have to preview them that much because they're awesome. There is not a lot to talk about. Awesome. One through eight, I'm looking at awesome. We're falling apart here. Okay. (laughs) Cody Bellinger is the only one really that needs to rebound after the the year he had last year. I mean, he's coming off of a surgery. Or did he have surgery? He had surgery. I was about to say, I I know he hurt the shoulder, but I mean, once again, you may have the second best catcher in all of baseball in Will Smith. We're literally looking at two positions that have question marks with A.J. Pollock and Gavin Lux. And once again, Chris Taylor's just sitting there. Who can play both positions. Yeah. So either of them suck, he just goes in. So I'm not, I mean, you're saying I I have questions about Trevor Bauer. I I know everybody else seems to think he's fantastic. What's your question about Trevor Bauer? Every other year he sucks. Is he really as good as what they just paid him for? Yeah. Every I don't think anybody's as good. No, no I, I don't think so either. If Nobody's you pay, you pay a guy that kind of money to work one day a week, that is crazy to me personally. So, yeah, I get you with the, the contract, but his talent is there. But he also throws a, a four ERA up every other year. Yes, he does. So, but, but which, which one are we about to get? The one that's got one eye closed because he thinks he's better than everybody else and then walks three guys. Right. Or he drilled a guy. I did not love that. He drilled a guy the other day. Yeah, drilled a guy with one eye closed. I mean, are we getting Trevor Bauer who's going to go out and be a legit player? Or are we getting Trevor Bauer who's now getting into promoting himself? Okay. All right, fine. That's a good question. Okay. If you haven't, check out Watch Momentum. I'll give him a plug. I'm not paying for that. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so who is who is going to be the opening day starter when it comes to this three-headed ace? Kershaw. They've already said Kershaw. They, they have said it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's he's been there so long and everything else. I mean, that's just a little nod you give him for service time and what he's done for the Dodgers. Okay. All right. Fine. Let me rephrase it differently. Who's the best pitcher on the staff? Walker Buehler. That's that's my answer as well. <sighs> See, he worries me because is he going to be? 140 innings of Walker Bueller, or is it going to be 180 innings? We don't know. David Roberts doesn't know yet. Well, exactly. That's my question about him. How can he be the best player on your pitching staff if if he's pitching 130? They haven't they haven't let him try. I mean, we've they've treated him with Kendra. I mean, we've said this a couple times, you know, in, in past episodes. I mean, I think 180 may be max this year for any given. Oh, I'm about to say, I think you know, there's going to be maybe five pitchers you know, maybe hit 200 innings. Like, sure. like your Max Scherzer, who's a 200 plus guy, you know, year in and year out, and I mean, I think it's we'll be lucky to get him at 180. Mm, like I said, yeah, 200 will be top out this year. Yeah. yeah. But you need Bueller to be 160, 170, not 120, 130. Oh, you're 100 percent correct. And I'm not sure. What you're going to get. And once again, they can go seven deep out of that, that pitching staff. And this is the Dodgers. They tend to like to put pitchers on the IL just just, just to, because to keep them, their innings down. Right. Yeah, I mean, because, you, you you know, right now, if the season was to start today and they were going to go a straight five-man rotation, I mean, you literally got three guys battling out for, you know, number five and, and Gonsolin, Dustin May, and David Price. Um, do we get – Openers, 
in, you know, I mean, they, they went to the opener a couple times in the, in the postseason. So, I mean, that, that could be the situation. And, hell, they could literally run a seven-man rotation. I'm about to say, I, I think you may see a six-man rotation as much as Trevor Bauer wants to pitch every fourth day. Right. I mean, if, if that's the case, I, you're going to have to. I mean, because you can't, you, can't, you can't skip a guy every single week and, and mm-hmm. run everyone on four days rest. He can't control that pitching staff to where he literally is. I mean, like I said, if he's going to go every fourth, so now you're going to have Kershaw go every fourth. Yeah. But, to, but to prove our point, you know, we're arguing about innings yeah. and, and saying there's seven guys who can eat all these innings. This team is, is, is packed. Is uh is the is the closing role packed? Is Kenley Jansen gonna stick in the role, or is guys like Blake Trinan or Knable who have had success in closer roles before, David are Price. they gonna find? You think David Price is gonna take? Oh, all three of those marketable closers, David Price might end up taking the job from starting. If he's to healthy, closing. yes, I think he could. I mean, do you think can, so? Can, I don't know if I'd go David Price. Um, I mean, he did it when he first came up in the big leagues in Tampa. Sure. Like his first couple of years, or his first full year. Closed out a um, division series game. Hell, he closed out games mm-hmm. in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's uh, pitched in those high leverage games in that role. I mean, it's okay. been a long time, but he's done it. Canable, I mean, really, we haven't seen him since, you know, 2017 when he right. was an all-star in Milwaukee. Right, right. Um, or Trenin, uh, not real sure. I mean, he hasn't closed in a couple of years. I mean, he's got the stuff to do it. I mean, dude throws a 95 mile an hour sinker. I mean, it's, I see it's Jim, just nasty. It's gross. I see Jimmy Nelson's name down here. I want him to rebound. I want to see the Milwaukee Jimmy Nelson one time. I mean, he was a fantastic pitcher at one point in time. But then once again, we're, we're, we're talking about depth that they have that's just no other team can talk this and, way. And we got to think, they also have – Bruce Dar, hmm? who's hurt right now, who could, you know, step up and be a closer as well. I mean, dude's been up to 105 on the gun. 105. Okay. That is ridiculous. Are you done with your current point? I, I mean, to I'm honest, done with the Dodgers. Moving on. Congratulations in the World Series. I guess we'll see you next week in the World Series, too. Moving on. I think Mike's a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm just. I don't like <laughs> going into a season knowing like this is probably the end too. Like you know, we're making the playoffs more than likely. The National League Championship Series. Hopefully, hey, they get beat by my Braves. I'm okay. Hey, at least we have a team now in that division that came. Well, and I must say, say this that... division is more exciting now. Okay, that's exactly my point. Let's move on to those beautiful babes. Over there, San Diego Padres finished up 37-23 and last year, got a playoff spot, looked dangerous in the playoffs. Fernando Tatis, face of baseball, bat flipping to UC Dub. What do you think about this team? This team did more in the offseason than pretty much anybody, and it's all spectacular. This team is stacked, top-bottom, pitching staff, bringing over you, Darvish, um... Joe Musgrove, I mean, the moves they've made are fantastic. I mean, you look down the order, Grisham, Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Pham, Will Myers, Jake Cronomsworth, and Victor Caratini. This team can hit with anybody. 
This team can pitch with anybody. They're still a half step behind my Dodgers, but they are fantastic. Don't say your Dodgers. And, well, I'm, I'm jumping so on the bandwagon. You're going to beat your Braves to I'm, get I'm, there. I'm jumping hey, on the bandwagon. You're, you're throwing Carantini in there because the guy that they're going to have catch is hurt right now in Austin Nola. Well, that, yeah, yeah. Who is even went better. on the field. <laughs> it, it, exactly. You know, I, I, was, I was looking at some stuff, and Carantini's never caught more than, you know, 90 games in a season, except for one time, and it was two years ago, and it was because someone else got hurt. So, I mean, we, we could see, and I mean, the year he did, he was serviceable, but, I mean, again, with this team, there's not many holes in that lineup. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like the, I like everybody in this lineup. Um, I'm really excited to see what Cronin's wor- Cronenworth's career looks like. It just got started, and... He's going straight up in the air. Like I really building a team with a guy like this guy's talent in it, so young for him is is gold. See, I worry about him this year. There's I so thought. much. There's so much talent on this team. I'm not sure he's gonna get every day at bats. I mean, we named their their starting lineup, but you got Hisan Kim, who they they brought over from the KBO. You got Jackson Profar, who they just gave a nice contract. They they've got Profar. I'm over it. He may be over it, but he is a solid player that is going to get his at-bats. And Cronensworth will be someone who sacrifices those at-bats. I don't think so. Unfortunately, I I believe, you know, because we saw last year, I mean, he played first, he played short, he played second, he played third. And, hell, he may even play some out for last year. I mean, he was was that super utility guy just so he could get his bat in the lineup because it was, you know, consistently hot all year. But – you know, with the, the guys that they do have on the bench, I mean, he's going to have to spell some time, you know, especially seeing as they gave Kim, you know, seven, eight million dollars a year. Um, and same thing with Profar. Profar, I about say it's, Profar's even like 10 or 12. I, about say, I think he hit double digits per year. I forget what the contract was, but it's 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 a nice contract. Um, now, we're, we're saying it's going to come off of Jake, but. You know, Tommy Pham's there. He's dealing with lots of injuries, has dealt with lots of injuries. He was stabbed. Well, the man was That is an injury. I mean, that that goes into injury profile. I mean, if somebody flat shanks you, it's an injury. I still cannot believe that that happened. I'm so glad to hear that he's on the men. Yes, yes, I'm happy for him. But it's it's not just that. I mean, he's still got eye problems and he's Tommy Pham. I mean, he's got injury issues outside of a knife being lodged in him. I was, I, I was, I, I, I forget what I was doing, but I looked at, I remember looking at my phone and reading that headline and seeing Tommy Fame stabbed at nightclub. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's just not normal. What the hell did I just read? Tommy freaking Fame! So, anyway, um, guys like him and Machado and Eric Hosmer. You know Eric Hosmer's on this team? Yeah, you guys yeah, know that? Yeah, they, they gave him a lot of money a few years ago to just be lost in the conversation. But he's good. Like, oh, he's, he's solid. I think he's a corner piece on that team. I mean, he's he's won a World Series before. He's got all the experience that he needs. I think he's a very calming, reliable source on that team. And what's – hell, he's a solid first baseman who can – Hit you 260 and give you maybe 20 homers. I know he's working on launch angle last year. I don't think he needs to worry about it. I think he just needs to hit. But he's, he's a solid player. And, yeah, he's lost in the shuffle. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, the rotation is also, like, 
Just nasty. And they're not even one of their best pitchers isn't even pitching this year. Like Mike Clevenger's not even pitching at all this year. Like what? That's for next year. They're already, what? They're playing chess. That's for next I mean, year. Literally, they're not look, worried about that. You look at this rotation next year, and I mean what we've got now. You know they could literally run out there. You know four guys that could be number ones, and Chris Paddock and, and Lament. Yeah. Who do they call Paddock? The sheriff or the marshal? Sheriff. Uh, I think I think it's his nickname, yeah. Sheriff. Yeah, I mean, if he can ever develop that third pitch, yeah, he'll be nasty. I mean, he's got two A plus pitches already. He just needs that third pitch. Joe Musgrove just came over from the hole that is called Pittsburgh. He, doesn't have to he be was so one anymore. No, he was, no, and he was good. Oh, he's good. He's a great player. Now that Pittsburgh's not telling him to rely on. His worst stuff, yeah, and, and and somebody's telling him to pitch the way he should, right? Oh, I just see he's he's going to take a step forward. I mean, this this rotation's fantastic. What is this? How have we not talked about Snellzilla? Uh you know, I that's a um, great question. Another one that's come from an organization who hasn't really let him shine. Hey, we get to see him go into the sixth inning this year. Maybe, hopefully. Maybe even the seventh. Oh, oh you you calm Are down. Are you guys you, trying to say that he can you calm pitch down. into the sixth or seventh? Uh, Kevin Cash. Would if be I was asking Kevin Cash, not I so much. Kevin Cash would be raising <laughs> hell right now if we said that. But you know, yeah. it's it's awesome. We're gonna get to let him go longer than five innings. Do you think he's gonna get back to Cy Young form if he can stretch out more, or do you think? Do you think it, it, they are onto something? Maybe he doesn't go deep into games. Maybe he works his, his way into like a middle middle game guy you instead know, the, the of the year he opener. won a Cy Young. He was coming. That, that was his first like full year back after he'd had Tommy John. Uh, so there was kind of an innings limit on it. So I mean, I understood it then. But you know, if you look at the numbers, you know, he's been a three five four guy. In every year other than the Cy Young year when he had a 189. Right. You know, so it's, it's tough to tell. I mean, because he's got the stuff to be a 189 guy, you know, sub two guy, you know, mid twos, ERA. Uh, but I don't know, maybe I really hate and I really don't want to think about him not being more than a five inning guy, but I mean, they could have been right. Uh, just his stuff is so good. It's I mean, so it really pretty. Is. Yeah, it and is. Fastball, you know, left-hander, 96, 97. It sneaks up on you. Uh, and then his off-speed stuff is, you know, out of this world as well. I, 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 I can't see him being bad. Let's just put it that way. I mean, and by bad, I don't see him 3-5 plus. No, I think that's, yeah, top for him, 3-5. I mean, I, I think he'll be more close to a, a three flat, ton of strikeouts, hopefully a nice amount of innings. I mean, once again, innings are going to be hard, once again, this year to, to project on anybody. But, yeah, I mean, if he can stress. just, once again, get some of those quality starts. I mean, get through the sixth. Yeah. That would be a huge improvement this year and then stretch him out even further next year. But – He's got all the talent in the world, so whatever he does, I won't be shocked. Okay. 
Um, before we wrap up the Padres, I'm looking at straight at UC Dub here. Yep. Did Fernando Tatis Jr. do enough to prove that the gigantic check they wrote him is going to be worth it? Yes, but, and it's a big but, but it's only coming because it's the Padres. I could also see this being a Aaron... Arenado situation where they're paying somebody to take him in a few years, yeah. Because it's the Padres. I mean, yeah. uh, like, as much as I'm impressed with their team right now, like Mike this team flips so much. Chris was talking about. Would you say they have one one guy? One guy on on the projected 26 man roster to start the year. That's a homegrown talent. Yeah. See, so and he's played one one game. In the yeah. Game, so. All all that money going to him sooner or later. I feel like you're going to have a big market team paying that money okay. sooner or later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he deserves every penny. I mean, he's 22 and has been as good as he is. And well, we don't. How how good is he? We we haven't seen him do it a year. We've not seen him do anything bad at all since he's been caught up. I mean, he's, he's gotten got that rundown. He made a beautiful uh, slide, but he made that mistake, sir. He made that mistake. Oh, so so last year, we're looking at a guy who had. He loves this guy, by the two, way. I do. I mean, I, I, I'm. I could say dirty things about how I feel about this guy. Oh my God! Please so, don't. Please don't. Two hundred fifty-seven plate appearances, seventeen home runs, eleven stolen bases, hit two seventy-seven. Feel he can hit two ninety-three Slugged five seventy-one. This guy. Hits the ball as hard as anybody. You look at his underlying stats, there's crazy things going on because he he shouldn't hit for that big of an average. But when you hit the ball as hard as he does, as consistently as he does, good things happen, and he's proven it. And, yeah, I mean, give him whatever money he wants. Take it all. I don't care. He's just fun to watch. The the other day, he he literally scored – on three consecutive plays, the ball didn't leave the infield. Yeah, pop up to shortstop. He uh, tagged from third. He tagged from third. Oh, I, oh I know. He's done. It. He's done it twice. I mean, he's he he is legitimately one of the top five players to watch in MLB right now. Don't get me wrong. And he's twenty two. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Don't get me wrong. I love the guy. I just had to ask a question. Okay. Um, done with that. Relax, C Dub. Please. But don't make me stand up. Don't make me stand up. That's super weird. <laughs> okay. Um, the San Francisco Giants oh. last year, 29-31. to um, I honestly feel like this record is misleading. I don't, I don't really know how they won 29 games last year. And I don't really think that they're going to be an 80-80 and 80 team this year. Um, what? Do you guys like about these guys? What's uh, what's with the Giants? I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was, honestly, looking at it on paper, I mean, I love I don't know. I just I mean, don't know. You, you look at it on paper. Posey's coming back. Um, he's thirty-three. What do we get? You know, after taking the year off. Um, I mean, I guess the only real bright. I, and I want to say young, but he's not even young. Uh, Yastrzemski, 
I mean, had a, had a great year in 2020. But dude's 30 already, and he's only played like two years in the big leagues. Uh, you know, Brandon Crawford's older. Brandon Belt's older. Uh, I mean, they signed Tommy Vestella. I like Tommy Vestella. He's a spark plug. That guy can he can fill in different spots, and he he can he can steal bases. He might be able to lead off. He might be able to to kind of round it back out towards the back of the lineup too. I think that was a good pickup for them, especially in the top the stopgap kind of a age that they're in with some some older stars. And they haven't been a winner since 2016, so they're not going to be a winner this no, year. I, I don't think they will be either. Um, this team, you hear me talk a lot about teams that I feel are doing things wrong. This team has a lot of young talent. It's not ready this year, but they've got, I don't know, five or six players in the top 100 of MLB's minor leagues. And the so, big bat I'm waiting for is Joey Bart. Yeah, I said about saying that's going to be led by Joey Bart. I mean, he came up last year a little bit, played a little bit, wasn't quite ready, but – They've got a ton of young talent. It's probably two years out. But that's the best thing to say about this team right now. I mean, they are building the right way. They're not ready this year. Uh, Yaz, I'm a fan just because I'm a fan of the history of baseball and, you know, the lineages of him. And I think he's a really good player, probably the best player they have at this point in time. But – None of these guys in pitching staff, I mean, Guzman, Cueto, Webb, Sanchez, I mean, none of these guys are, are, are going to win you this year. But this team has a lot of upside two years from now. Yeah, I was going to ask you about their pitching staff. I mean, just like you said, Gosman, Cueto, Disclafani, Sanchez, Webb, Alex Wood when he comes back. I just said six number three pitchers. And I think Guzman a, a number two. I'll give him a two. Okay, but and outside of that, who's going to be the ace of this team? Who's the guy that you're going to be able to depend upon to 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 go up there and get six, seven, just quality innings in a game that you can win? They don't have that. I mean, literally the the only guy that you can look at on this roster. And say that could possibly do something like that is Kevin Gossman. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, because Johnny Cueto maybe six or seven years ago, right? Uh, Aaron Sanchez before the nine million blisters he's had. Uh, Alex Wood, maybe when he was here in Atlanta, uh, he could get you six innings. Um, you know, relegated pretty much start bullpen, start bullpen, start bullpen. You know, everywhere else that he's been. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's just there's – as I wrote down, I mean, are we going to have reliable vets that can, you know, show their experience or are we just literally sticking with guys that are, quote-unquote, washed up, tail ends of their career? Yeah, I think that's what they're doing right now. Like I said, I think this team's building for the future. I don't think they're too worried about this year. As and, they should. As well, they I should. mean – it's it, Reality I, is what it is. So, I mean, if you look compete. at it the right way, they're doing it the right way. They're not going to be able to compete with the Dodgers. No, right no. They're just I not. Mean, right? Hell, if you win 85 games in this division, you're probably still 10 to 15 games behind first place. Right. 
So, right. yeah, I mean, there's no reason to push this team. And another name that we haven't mentioned that's trying to win the fifth starter spot is Scott Casimir. Wow. Stop, stop with guys that are in the middle of rotations. <laughs> I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Good luck, Scott Casimir. Tampa Bay fame. He, he, he had it back in the Tampa Bay days. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what he's got now, but back in the day, I mean, he, he was a monster. Really since, I think, 2016. You know, it'd be a, a good feel-good story for him. But, you know, another guy that, you know, hey, tail into my career, let's see if I can, you know, provide any type of spark. It's to, the right to team to bit. try to catch on. Or this older so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for him. You do it. Do Wait, it, Scott. He's 37 now. All right. I, yeah. I think that'll wrap it up for San Fran. Um, good luck out there in the Bay. Time to uh, – look, I'm, I'm just going to preface this now. Uh, I am so mad at this team, just as a general like rule for me for this year. The Colorado Rockies finished last year 26-34, and 34, and I'm just going to say it now. Um, thank you for Arenado. Thank you for paying his, his freight this year for St. Louis. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand what they want to do. I feel like these guys just... Don't care. They don't want to win baseball games. They don't want to sell tickets. They just want to own a baseball team in Colorado, and that's it. I don't get it, and I don't. I don't like it. God, you sound like me with Pittsburgh. I mean, you're very angry about this team. I saw a picture the other day online. I hate it, and it was like a, a fan made picture, and it basically just said, "I feel or let's let's all pray for Trevor Story." I saw that. I loved and, it. And basically, it said, let's all pray for Trevor's story. Nothing's wrong with him. He's just got to be in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, he's just praying that every day he gets traded. No yeah. truer statement ever. Yeah. Like, what What do these guys do? Like, what do you do? If you were, if I hire you as the GM in, in Colorado, what are you looking forward to? <sighs> That's a tough question right now, Mike. Uh, they, they've got a lot of, well... They've got some young talent, no pitching, and, yeah, I'm not sure. This team has gone the wrong way a lot of ways. I mean, if I got signed today to, to run this team, I'm praying Garrett Hampson, Ryan McMahon, Brandon Rogers. You know, a lot of this young talent that we've been promised for the last two or three years actually shows up and plays the way they've supposedly been said they could. Right. Um, but yeah, they're not building very well and they don't have a lot to show right now. I mean, they literally just paid your team to take one of the top 10 players of all of baseball away from them. Thank you. So I'm not sure how to go about this team and say they're going to be amazing anytime soon. I, I, I'm, I'm super pumped to see if Brendan Rogers can take a step up. Uh, I am, and and he he should. I feel like, I feel like he has the talent and the tools to do it, but I'm more worried about how he's going to be able to produce run without run support. Like I don't know how he's going to have people on base to get RBIs, and I don't know how him and McMahon throw both of them in there. How are these guys going to be able to get pitches to hit when they have them? 
and a big old beard. Well, see, you're talking about that. As I say, you're saying all that, but what does that do for Trevor Story? I mean, he's literally literally right now got Tapia hit in front of him and Charlie Blackman, who's about three years past his prime, behind him. I mean, Charlie Blackman. No, I mean, he's going to be Freddie Freeman of the Braves a few years ago. Yeah. I, I mean, unless it's two out there. with nobody on, they're not pitching I to it. Pre-2019. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's what I look for. I, I pray he gets traded. Right. He deserves better. He he's. Uh, we talked about those the shortstops earlier. He's my odds-on favorite to get traded from that group of shortstops, especially given what the, what what the Colorado Rockies seem to to value. Mm-hmm. It's it's not talent. I'm not sure what they value because they've got a ton of young talent that they keep signing old-ass bastards to fill that spot with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've had time to have all three of these young kids we are talking about up here, right. and they keep bringing in old players to, to fill those spots. C.J. Crone. Yeah, C.J. Crone, Daniel Murphy. Ian I mean, do we remember Daniel Murphy? Ian Desmond, who is sitting out again. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a poorly run team. I mean, literally, and if you look at the, the pitching staff, I mean, the only, I mean, bright spot that I can see is Herman Marquez. Um, you know, ace-type stuff. You know, I'm saying stuff, not what he's put, uh, you know, numbers-wise that he's put out there. Uh, you know, Freeland in 2018. You know, but since then, Freeland's been absolutely atrocious. Um uh, but yeah, I mean, it's John Gray. I love John, John Gray. Gray. Antonio Sensatella. Uh, Austin uh, Gober. Yeah, I mean, I think Gober will be all right. Uh, you know, if, if he can start, uh, if they'll let him start and not just be an opener. I mean, he's got to find. We got to find out if he can if he can pitch for long. Yeah, in a game. I mean, really, I think the the biggest strength that they have, you know, pitching wise, is going to be the back end of the bullpen. I mean. You got four guys that have closed at one point in time in their career in Daniel Bard, Michael Gibbons, Scott Oberg, and Robert Stevenson. Uh, but, I mean, shit, we can't bring our closers in in the third inning. I'm about to say, you can't bring that closer or in. Or can losing. they? Well, you okay, can, so but if you're losing six to three, I mean, the closer doesn't do you a lot of good. It's not going to help you out too much. They should adopt banana ball in college. Hey, I think that's I think that's an idea. Colorado and Pittsburgh have to play banana ball. Let's leave it alone. <laughs> All right, uh, bringing up the rear in the West is I don't even know how they did this. I don't. I twenty five and thirty five in twenty twenty. Looking at this lineup, I am confused. I am outright flabbergasted that the Arizona Diamondbacks. Could be this bad. Their lineup is soft. Their rotation is exciting. What is the problem? Um, you've mentioned it. They they don't really have hitters. I mean, Cattell Marte. Marte is amazing. I mean, he's he's fantastic. But you look at the rest of it. I mean, you're you're leaning on Christian Walker, Josh Rojas, Carson Kelly. I mean, Warner Escobar had a good night team. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dalton Varsho, if you get Nick Ahmed, if I you mean, get, these, if you these, go Glover, if yeah, you, but that doesn't put people on base. If you get people on base, Christian Walker is going to hit them off of him. He's going to score those runs. He's going to get RBIs. That dude can mash. 
I, I, I believe in Christian Walker. I, I think he's ready to take a, a step forward in his career. And David Peralta, what is going on? That guy. What is the problem? I mean, he's a career 290 guy, but, I mean, it's just like it's not – I don't know. I, I guess it's just not in pressure situations. I'm just going to throw this out here. He was a career 290 guy in Arizona before they had a humidor. Okay. I mean, I, I, I feel like he was a juice ball kind of guy. Okay. And – Okay. I don't think he's that guy. I just don't. I mean, you look at, you look at twenty nine the twenty nineteen team, and they didn't make the playoffs in twenty nineteen, uh, and they had three well two guys with thirty plus, and then Christian Walker with twenty nine home runs. You know, so they, they've got some pop in the lineup, and we'll we'll see how the humidor affects it this year. You know, I don't so. think they have a thirty homer guy. I don't. Okay. I don't. I mean, Walker's the closest thing I think they're going to have, and I think he tops out at 25. I think he can get there. Hmm. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Want to put a bet on it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. What are we talking? What are we talking? I don't know. Well, we do need to come up with a betting system yeah. for the show. We do. And we should yeah. probably find somebody that's going to actually write this stuff down. Yeah. I'm going to say Walker under that's over good. 28. Uh, Pat's not here. Pat's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Pat? What? what? Yeah, what? man. Um, more interesting than the lineup, fine. I'll give it to you. The lineup is not the meatiest of things. But their pitching staff has real talent. It has real talent. Oh, let off, Led off by Madison Bumgarner. Chris, is this guy ever going to get back to point? I mean, I, he's, he's 31 now. Or, sorry, 32 now. I don't think he's the Bumgarner of old. Um, you know, I think he, he does give this team, uh, you know, the veteran experience at the, at the top of the rotation. Uh, what, I mean, does he get back to, you know, 3-4, 3-5 guy? I'm not real sure. Uh, I know he's got to be better than, than that fucking six and a half he had last year. Um, but, you know, after that, you got, you got four young guys that, I believe can be very, very well off. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Gallon, uh, you know, it, it's short career, but I mean, he's six and eight with a two seven. So I mean, stuff just if you look at the numbers, stuff just hasn't gone his way. Yeah, but, you know, with a two yeah. seven ERA. Yeah, the under you know, like twenty seven starts is pretty fucking yeah. good start to your career. Yeah, his underlying numbers are fantastic. I mean, his, it, it shows his ERA should be much lower than the three. Right. Yeah, whatever know, Luke, it was. Luke Weaver's got to get back to, you know, pre-2020. Uh, Caleb Smith, young guy. Uh, it's former Stallion. Yeah, former Miami guy. Um, you know, I, I feel like he's finally going to get that opportunity to truly start and not just be, you know, a short burst type of guy. Yeah. And uh, I think Merrill Kelly, you know, he can – Continue to build off of last year. You know, it's only 30 innings, but still, I mean, they're dude good. Had, dude had a 2 5 ERA. Yeah, yeah. this, 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 this yeah. is the strength of this team by far. This hands is down. the strength of this team. Hands down, the, the best part of this I'm team. I'm a big fan of Zach Gowan. I have heard that they're going to limit, they're wanting to keep him around 140, 150 this year. That's unfortunate, but what he can give you over that 
span is fantastic. Merle Kelly, I mean, hell, last year, five games started, a 259 ERA, 29 strikeouts over 31 innings. It's fantastic. Caleb Smith, 257 ERA last year, over four games started and 14 innings. I mean, it's it's they're not big numbers to register, but all of these guys can be extremely good, and I feel like they have – I don't know, a rotation of number twos, if that makes sense. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they have a true ace. No, I don't. I don't see anyone that's gonna scare me like Garrett Cole. But they've got five guys who could go out and dominate at any given time. So sure. yeah, yeah, five number twos. Yeah. Okay. Um, bullpen's pretty rough. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, well, I, I wasn't going to mention the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got Joe Soria, who I don't think has closed games in, since um, before the Royals went to the World Series. But Had two saves last year. Um, yeah, I mean, then you got Tyler Clifford and Chris Davinsky. But a lot, of, a lot of old names. Yeah, exactly. These, these are names players. that have been around the bend a few times. You know, Soria's 37. Uh, Clippers thirty six, um, and I say we say old names like Chris Davinsky. I mean he's he's thirty, yeah. uh, but I mean he's been in the big leagues for a while, uh, you know. But the rest of the guys are just people you don't know. Exactly. I mean, so it's it's hard to project what they're going to do, what they can do, anything else. I mean, we're looking at odd numbers for them, but yeah, yeah this, this the bullpen will not be a. Uh, is this Strong team going to be bad enough that Seth Beer can crack the roster at some point this year? Maybe. I would. I would. I would do it anyway. I'm about to say. I, I feel like that's somebody you have to see what you got in at I, some point in time. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, what's what's what what is your reason not I mean, to he see? Was, him? He was the big centerpiece in the Grinky trade. You yeah. know, getting Grinky to Arizona, right? Houston. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? At least try him out, stretch him out up there. Yeah, I mean, you're not. Worst, you're not worst scenario, you know, end of the year call up, but I feel like you have to see him a little bit gotcha. against, you know, gotcha. major league talent. See what the future looks like. All right, um, let's let's pose the, this question like this: Do the Padres have the horses, or? If you want to get weird, do any of the other three teams have a shot at all? You're not talking about getting weird with those three guys. You're talking about getting freaky. I mean, <laughs> you're talking about doing some dark some dirty, dirty stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty shit. Yeah. 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 Um, no, with those last three. Padres, sure. maybe, but I'm going to say they're a very strong wild card contention. I, I I think this is the Dodgers' last year of dominance. Yeah. I think we could have a you know a situation similar to the uh, you know the one um, like AL West when you had Seattle won 114 games and the wild card team was the Oakland Athletics who like 107. Sure. Yeah, uh, some you freaky know, could very well happen here. It'll be that type of situation with those two. Right. Um, but I still think the Dodgers. Win. Yeah, well, the Dodgers cream of the crop right now. They sure are. Okay. All right, well, that will do it for all of baseball's um, division previews. Um, I There's a lot going on this year, I think, in baseball with the way that we're just going to see basically a brand new day for baseball after last year's shortened season. 
I, I think it's two team races for most of the divisions. It's really exciting. Um, there's a lot that's left on the table. I can't wait for April 1st. Um, that is, that is pretty much it for, for our organized content. Get ready for a whole lot of mess. We'll, we're going to talk about kind of anything and everything here when it comes to baseball. There'll be digestion of games and there'll be big subject matter, but if New, were, news and highlights will happen, but we're about, sure. we're about to get, we're about to get weird people. This, this show is going to be so much more of a conversation between about three dudes that just, that don't agree on a lot. Baseball, life, fantasy baseball, anything. I mean, it's, it's about to come at you in, in, in a weird way, but I think you're, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and if you and we'll if you, to, we will get to hear all about us trying to dethrone our uh, four-time champ over sitting across the table. I'm not talking us. about that. That's me. That would be me. Right. If y'all are yeah, wondering, I am the fantasy god. It, it, it's it's gonna happen this year. I, we we can't have much more of this dynasty still going on. Oh, I'll quit. I won't. Quit. <laughs> if you are one of our awesome young listeners, uh, please let us know what you would like to hear from us. Um, let us know what we're doing. Right, wrong, indifferent. Don't be afraid to review us. I will find you. I won't. But thank you so much for listening to us so far. Um, we appreciate it. Bush League Congregation coming in strong 2021. Guys, anything else? Cheers, Michael. I appreciate that, 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 that Guinness you got over there. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Happy St. Pat. Yes, sir. Cheers, guys. Have a great week, and uh, go do what you love. Thanks. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go.